Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 117 of the PATH Podcast. I'm Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. We're so glad that you've decided to join us on the PATH this week. Um, big week for us here at um, Lafayette First. We finished up the series, Person of Interest, mm-hmm. that we've been in for the last 10 weeks. Um, and really answering the question, does Jesus still matter in a world that says he doesn't? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it, this may be a spoiler for you, but um, he does. So <laughs> just so you know, he does. Uh, I think we've answered that question yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. But um, really just a great way of kind of summarizing yesterday this this whole idea that um, Jesus does still matter. He is very much the person of interest, not just a person of interest. Mm-hmm. He's the person of interest for us. Um, and so, Derek, maybe um, take just a moment and just sort of recap kind of the grand narrative of what we've talked about over the last 10 weeks. And then um, what are the handles for us to hold on to this week? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, yeah, in, in doing this series, kind of initially when we planned it out, is you know we we wanted to do something around Easter time that was about Jesus and um, um, you know kind of this idea of right now we live in a world full of skepticism about yeah. Christianity, about Jesus. You get a lot of people um, over the past five years or so that uh, you know from some very high level you know celebrities or people that were well known mm-hmm. and pastors and that kind of thing and you know defecting from christianity mm-hmm. you know really um, um you know um, um deconstructing their yeah. faith and so you know kind of causing a question like right. you know for folks you know because because yeah. it is so prevalent is this still important yeah, yeah does this still matter mm-hmm. if if you know these people who once believe these things no longer or say they no longer do right and so you know kind of along came this book and this um this um this series idea that we we got from some resources that we use and uh, I was like man this might be a cool way mm-hmm. to kind of um you know paint the light of who Jesus is even in a sermon series and yeah. so we knew we didn't want to, you know, take um, just the content from Jay Warner Wallace's right. book. Uh, number one, he's the forensic um, um, investigator. investigator. We're we're not um, right. Uh, so you know that would, you know, how can we do this and kind of take some of his content, but but also show ourselves who, you know, who Jesus is and how important he is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with that being said, we we did utilize kind of his um, framework of mm-hmm. how he you know looked at all this as an investigator, and uh, he was um, at the time an atheist. His wife began you know exploring Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was invited to you know something at church. Uh, she went, encouraged him to go. He did. Uh, and the first time he went, the pastor said that Jesus is the most interesting person and kind of gave this whole lineage of why, you know, Jesus was the most important person to ever live. You yeah. know? And that got him saying, nah, there's yeah, no I'm going to prove that wrong. And yeah. and so he set out to, to prove it wrong, and he used what he uses, what he used at the time every day uh, for his, um, you know, for his job. And, uh, well, also, being an artist himself, he would oftentimes kind of draw various things and help yeah. himself as, you know, they're trying to figure out cases or whatever. And he used this idea of um, the person of interest, and he was a cold case detective, so he was mm-hmm. often 
only see that something happened and the the case he gave was this case of a disappearance of a woman no body was ever found and oftentimes he would he would not have that very much evidence at all not much evidence right and so he would come in you know years later and try to solve this case that went cold it wasn't solvable and right and no one was arrested and all those kind of things and that was his job and so he determined to kind of set out and say you know what um what if we just took the explosion of Jesus coming onto the scene um, uh, as the you know the the moment in time that everything kind of falls you know this that centers on mm-hmm. and like in his cases that he worked on he would often say that if you could trace the fuse like mm-hmm. like the dynamite fuse of that explosion right uh, as far back as you could, it would often kind of give you an idea of what would lead up to this moment and give yeah. you a lot of the information. And so he, he did that. And he looked at the fuse of culture and the fuse of, um, you know, the Roman uh, rule at mm-hmm. the time, and the fuse of the Old Testament prophecies, the fuse of um, um, spirituality and mm-hmm. what people wanted in a, um, a deity. And, you know, yeah. he traced all of these fuses up into this moment of Jesus' arrival, and Jesus answered all those, yeah. right? And then he would chase the explosion afterwards, and he called that the fallout. So you had the fuse leading up to this event, mm-hmm. the fallout of it, and so he would look at the various things that kind of came about and looked at how, you know, Jesus, it was undeniable that he affected so many areas of of the world, science and literature and art and, um, you know, um, uh, you know, he affected the world in uh, belief systems mm-hmm. and religions and those kind of things. So he looked at the fallout of each uh, thing as well. Yeah. And so we kind of did the same thing all along, looking at and showing how uh, Jesus really does still matter. Yeah. And uh, which kind of drew to a close yesterday because, um, you know, um, the one one thing you cannot deny, out of very many things mm-hmm. that you can't deny is that Jesus did affect even religion, right? Yeah. So you had certain religions that um, were in, in existence before Jesus came, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, and others, world religions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have religions that came about or came f- to fruition after Jesus' arrival, mm-hmm. like um, you know, uh, Muslim, uh, Islam, Baha'i, mm-hmm. uh, and, and some others, New Age, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he, he looked at each one and and investigated, what did they do with Jesus? If he mattered yeah. that much, what, what did they do with him? Finding out that each of them either merged Jesus into their own beliefs, mm-hmm. they modified him, or uh, they maybe they just mentioned him. Yeah. But every single religion did something with this man, Jesus, right. right? And so it's like, if this guy from the Middle East that never, you know, left you know further you know never traveled you know hardly any further than 100 miles of his of his birthplace in his own home mm-hmm. uh affected every world religion like billions of people on the earth today that know about Jesus mm-hmm. because of their religions not including Christianity like right. just take Christianity out of the equation yeah. but every world religion mentions Jesus in some way and those folks are doing something with this Jesus whether it's true or not you know it may not be the same thing we believe about him but they he is a figure yeah in their religion then and doesn't if, that yeah. prove that he matters absolutely if he didn't matter why would they even bother mentioning him right yeah, yeah. and that was the thing it's like no if, if he didn't matter 
they would just side they would just sideswipe it. They right. would just keep on going, yeah. you know. But all the religions that existed beforehand either mention him or modify him or accommodate, mm-hmm. or basically accommodate him in some way or the other, or merge him into their thoughts. Yeah. Um, uh, or they, uh, or or and and the ones that followed mm-hmm. did as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, Hindus believe that Jesus was a saint. Um, most Buddhists believe Jesus was. Um, enlightened or mm-hmm. on a journey to nirvana or buddhahood yeah but kind of stalled out and took a um, um a pause so he could go be self-sacrificing and help people yeah. muslims believe jesus was a prophet believe that he was a messiah and he would sit at the right hand of the throne of, on the of the father mm-hmm. uh which you know we those are things we believe too right uh but they did not regard him as god of course but mm-hmm. but they did believe all all those things about him um uh, Baha'i, uh, Baha'i Allah, uh, the guy who started Baha'i, let's mm-hmm. say that five times fast, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, uh, affirms Jesus as well mm-hmm. in his thoughts. Um, and then and other religions do too. So every single one is considering Jesus, right? right? Um, so shouldn't shouldn't we as well? Right. And we, the ones we who should... call ourselves as followers, that's why right. would we not? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and, and have confidence in that mm-hmm. and understand that. Yeah. And, and, Everyone should yeah, as well. Absolutely. Which is what, you know, Wallace decided in his own life, you know. Yeah. But um, the thing he kind of came to was like, um, okay, all these others kind of tag Jesus on. Yeah. But that's not what Jesus says you can do, right? Yeah. And so we talked about yesterday, Jesus' words in John chapter 14, verse 6, it say, uh, when Thomas said, "How do we get to the Father? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how do how do we get there? We don't know the way." Right. Jesus said, "You'll know the way." And he's like, "No, we don't." Jesus is like, "Yeah, you do. Yeah, you it's do. me. Yeah. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but by me." Yeah. Philip says, "Well, we. How could we see the Father?" He's like, "If you've seen me, you've seen him. Like, yeah. guys, I'm right here with you. Yeah. I've been with you. Surely you know this by now. You know? Yeah." And so it's funny. It's funny to me too in that instance that. You know, Jesus says those things to him, and then and Philip says, "Hey, listen, just can you just show us the Father, man? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you can almost hear like this group of guy, like group of buddies. There, you know, Jesus is saying, "I'm the way. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." And, and Philip just going, "Jesus, come on, man! Like, we just, see him, just show us the Father, you know." And 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 Jesus then going on to say, like, you know, I've been with you this whole time, and you still don't get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And 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 so, but what? J. Warner Wallace realizes mm-hmm. that Jesus doesn't accommodate anybody else. Right. Yeah. He doesn't accommodate any other world religion. <clears throat> yeah. He doesn't accommodate uh, the thought of, of you know, you can kind of have your cake and eat it too yeah. spiritually, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he basically said, well, no, he, he did say, I'm, I'm the way. Yeah, I'm the only way. Yeah. Not it, the best way among others. Not a way. It, yeah. Not, um, not, you know, one of the ways. Yeah. He says, I am the yeah. way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but me, but by me. So, J. Warner Wallace came to a crossroads in his own life. He mm-hmm. investigated all these things, uh, come to realize that it was inte- intellectually honest mm-hmm. to, uh, to view Jesus as the most important man of history right history's divine person of interest is how he describes it in his book and but the conclusion he had come to is that is 
Jesus just a figure that I know existed and mm-hmm. believe <clears throat> impacted the world in many, many ways like these other religions? Or is Jesus my Lord? Yeah. Which, you know. Spoiler alert. He, right. he should be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jay Warner Wallace trusted him. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, um, and that was kind of the question that I just came to as quickly as I could yesterday. Um, it's a busy day. We were, It was an awesome day. We baptized awesome day, yeah. three people. We celebrated our college graduates. We worshiped some mm-hmm. fantastic worship songs. And so... Mm-hmm. Celebrated uh, communion. Yeah, communion. <laughs> yeah. So I knew that my time was limited. So yeah. I just jumped in as quickly as I could mm-hmm. to say... Does Jesus matter to mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Is Jesus your one and only? Do you live your life in accordance with his will? And do mm-hmm. you seek to trust him and follow him in your ways? <clears throat> one thing that I did say, and I, I just felt led to do this, it was it's actually not in, even in my notes, and I just kind of honed in on this idea that oftentimes even we as Christians will just like world religions just tack them on yeah. you know, to whatever they want to believe and just kind of modify them and accommodate them. Right. Sometimes we do that too. Sure. We do it one way or the other, I think. One is either um, you know, um, this idea of um, you know, legalism and following the law, yeah. uh, you know, um, basically putting my trust in my ability to right. do the I'll law. I'll follow all the rules and Jesus will be happy with me. Right, yeah. right. That's, that's uh, legalism or, mm-hmm. you know... Um, self-righteousness or whatever. Right. And so we just say, well, you know, um, Jesus, I can handle this. I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. And you're there, and that's great, and I'll use you when I need. But yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to do this myself. Right. So, you know, Jesus plus nothing equals everything, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus plus religion is not where the ticket is. Right. Jesus plus like full-on freedom to do whatever I want to is not it either. And that's right. what we do. We either swing the pendulum to legalism or we uh, sp- spring, swing the pendulum to, uh, and I used a, an old word, but licentiousness, like this right. idea of I can do whatever I want yeah, and Jesus is going to Because grace is new every morning, right? Right. Yeah, yeah that God yeah. will forgive me and I can, you know, or whatever. And that's not it either. Jesus is not meant to be a tackle right. to, to our lives to say, right. you know, some genie in the bottle that, you know, just says, oh, yeah, I'll poof, yeah. everything's Oop, gone. I messed up again, God. Yeah. Fix me. Yeah. yeah. But that we live our life fully dependent upon Jesus for our righteousness, livelihood, for, for everything, mm-hmm. while at the same time trying to, to live more in His uh, grace and sanctification, and like mm-hmm. empowered by Him and empowered by Spirit every yeah. day to and live I, our lives. Yeah, and I think I think both of those positions, whether you are being a legalist and trying to follow all the rules in your own power, or whether you're giving into license and doing whatever you want to, because oh God will forgive me. But both of those positions show a misunderstanding of what mm-hmm. Scripture says. Yeah, and and you you have misunderstood what it means to need a Savior. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and. Yeah, and like like you know Hindu, and uh, sometimes um, um, early on with Native American tribes, mm-hmm. you know they they had no problem adding Jesus into their litany of gods. Right, uh, Hindus, you know they they do the same because they mm-hmm. it's just another god they tack it on. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. What's one more? Bring it on. Right. Yeah. But then that allows them to do whatever they want to still. And Jesus yeah. is like, I don't. There's no room for me to occupy just one seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Like. The whole table's mine. The whole room's right. mine. The whole thing is mine. Yeah. Because I am 
you know, I am the I and the Father are one. You seen me, you've seen the Father because yeah. you know I was there in the beginning and created all things. I'm going to prepare a place for you mm-hmm. so that you can be with me. Like this thing's all about me. Yeah. And um and so I think that was, you know, kind of the primary question that we have to answer. And I think still, you know, every day. Yeah. We wake up and say his mercies are new every morning. Yes, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. But Lord, will you help me to will you help me to live in the empowerment of your spirit? Will you help me to live yeah. being empowered by you today? Would you help me to live in your strength, not mine? Absolutely. Because um, every day the world is going to, when you wake up, the world is going to say, yeah, I mean, I know you needed Jesus yesterday, but you got this today, man. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. You don't need the Lord to do this. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it's, a, it's a daily decision to say, God, I know I can't do this on mm-hmm. my own. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I need you yeah. to get through this day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we need. The, the, the question is, is Jesus your one and only? And, and right. my prayer is that you would, um, if the answer is no, and if, being honest, that mm-hmm. today you would get on your knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I've put other things before you. Yeah. I'm sorry that I've tacked you on. Right. And I would, would you help me today to live in the, the power of knowing you? Mm-hmm. Would you help me to live today knowing that um, that you are the most important mm-hmm. in my life? And um, and that may mean you, you don't know the Lord as your Savior and you need salvation, number one. Or it may just mm-hmm. mean that you've misprioritized some stuff for a while. And that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm just saying you got some stuff out of whack. Right. The only thing that's going to help you is Jesus. Yep. Like, and that's don't hear me say, well, just try harder, do more. No, 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 no. That's that's yeah. wrong too. But to say, Lord, I failed, I messed up, and I'll continue to do that unless you help me. Yeah. Would you help me today to live in the fullness of knowing you, in the fullness of your grace, and that you would be the most important thing to me today. Absolutely, yeah. And that all other things would fade. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think we, we made, you made this point, uh, it was either last week or the week before, but that it's not a, when, when we realize that maybe we need to recalibrate or something like that, it's not that we say, okay, let me fix myself up and then I'll come back to Jesus mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. It, no, no, no. It's come to Jesus in your brokenness mm-hmm. and he says, I'll fix you. Yeah. Because you can't do it on your own. Yeah. You can't fix yourself. Um, and and that's the that's the beauty of the gospel is that Jesus doesn't say, "Hey, go get yourself fixed up and mm-hmm. then come back to me and we can have a relationship." Yeah. No, Jesus says, "Come to me, all you who are burdened, mm-hmm. and I will make your burden light. I will put my yoke on you. I will give you rest. I will give you yeah. rest. Absolutely." Yeah. And uh, and that's that's where we have to. I think that's where we have to lean in. And that's even for you and me. That's where you and I have to lean in every yeah. day. Is that how do we? How do we get to, or every day we can't do ministry, we can't lead our families, what, the, this church, without saying, God, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I, I need you, Jesus, to help me get through this. Yeah. So, um, it's a great point. Well, so here at the end, are there any final thoughts that you have on this series as, as we uh, wrap it up and then move to... Not not something different, but just something else. Re- move on to something else. That's, yeah, that's coming I next. I appreciate people like Jay Warner Wallace. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm an, a, a bit of an armchair <laughs> apologist. It's not really my strong suit. Yeah, I'm just growing up from a young age, you know, having people in my life like my granny who just pointed to me to Jesus and and to love him. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, 
I, I'm, I don't oftentimes think about the need to address skeptics, mm, yeah. but I'm thankful for people like that that have that skill set and yeah. the ability to do it. And I, I, I want to be better yeah. at that, and I probably need to be better just with the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm thankful for people like that, and and I would encourage all of us to be mindful of, you know, not. You know, to be able to defend our faith, not so that we're like taking, you know, the word of God and beating it over people's heads. Right. right. But just that we're prepared when people have questions mm-hmm. um, and when people have, uh, you know, opposition or uh, maybe I should know, but, um, you know, um, more challenged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Challenges against Christianity. Mm-hmm. We'd be able to equip ourselves th- with things like, you know, the fall on the fuse of Jesus's arrival, you yeah. know. And, um, and, um, and so I think, I think that was a fun part about this series yeah. was that's not typically what we do. We typically take a book of the Bible <laughs> mm-hmm. and walk through it yeah. chunk by chunk and verse by verse, um, which is my preferred way of preaching. Yeah. Yeah. But this was fun, you know, to kind of give it a new spin and look at it in a new light. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I'm appreciative of people who are, who are very good at, at apologetics and give us those, those things that we, those tools that we can use to defend our faith and, and, yeah. and, um, and, and keep our hearts and minds aligned to uh, the truth of God's word and not listen to the voices of skepticism around us. So. Right. Yeah, that's great. A great, great point. I agree. Yeah, it it is. Um, it was a different change of pace for us, but it was a, it was a good change of pace because I think it is good to be reminded that, you know, I think it's easy sometimes uh, as Christians that live in the Southern United States yeah. to we we're we're kind of lulled into this false sense of security that mm-hmm. you know oh everybody believes in Jesus yeah. right here you know mm-hmm. and that's just not the truth anymore mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so um, to be able to be reminded of. There, there's some things that we should know about our Jesus mm-hmm. and about our God that um, that make Him matter even more mm-hmm. than than what mm-hmm. we give give credit for sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and so that was that was a good reminder over yeah. the last several weeks to, to get into that. Yeah, very much so. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, here's where we turn it over to you. What what have what has God shown you in the last ten weeks? We'd love to know. We'd love to have a conversation about how we can help equip you to to know more about Jesus, to know more about our faith, so that you might be able to share with other people. Uh, and, and you can do that, uh, start that conversation by emailing us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life or comment right on this YouTube video. Again, we'd love to have that conversation. We want to equip you. That That is our job as pastors is to equip you uh, to be prepared for uh, ministry. Um, Next week, we shift gears. If, if you've been around for a while, we've been in the book of Revelation for over a year now, and we're going back into the book of Revelation this coming Sunday. Three and, weeks. Yeah, three more weeks, and then we're going to take another break for the summer, and then we're actually going to finish the book of Revelation this fall. Prom- yep. We promise you it'll happen. Yes. Yeah, we're going to finish it. So, um, so yeah, so jumping back into Revelation this coming week. Uh, but if you could, take a moment and share the podcast with somebody, either um, on Facebook or, or however you can do that. Share it. Also, it would be great if on whatever platform that you're listening on, if you could rate the podcast. That would really help to get the word out there a little bit more to other people. But until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will join us as we continue down the path. <laughs>